The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. The holidays are coming up, and in this episode, we share with you something that can really help you to keep and conserve more of your energy this holiday season. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We're partners in love, life, and music. And we've been together since 2001. With each episode of this podcast, our goal is to help our fellow LGBT community members lift their lives to the next level. Hey, everyone. Hey, you listening. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to this episode. (sighs) All right. What a week. We're having. (laughs) What What, a week. What a year. What a week. A year. What we are having? All right. We have a quick shout out to DM. So DM says, I've been a longtime admirer of your music. You two harmonize so well together in music as well as, as well as a couple. You both are positive and refreshingly genuine souls. Thank you for continuing to share your honest, insightful, and uplifting thoughts and observations to help us all become better people to ourselves, and to the people we love. How nice is that? Right back at you. <gasps> direct message. <laughs> doesn't that, doesn't, don't you automatically think of direct message yes. nowadays? When you say DM me. I know. Right? Yeah. DM me. Yep. I know. But we had to share that particular message because it's so nice and it's everything that we aspire to do and be for you all so thank you dm so mahalo mahalo all right okay so okay before the main topic yeah we have to share oh pizza about the pizza Mm -hmm. the cat Mm -hmm. the mushrooms yes right you know i've been noticing i say right a lot it's going to be one of my personal goals to use that word less just saying to curb Saying right. Yeah, to reduce the incidence of right in my vocabulary. I think you can do it. Okay, thank you. Okay, what was I saying? I was saying something that I said Pizza? so much in one podcast that I was like, what is going on? So you were saying crazy your, your overused phrase was, but here's the thing. Yes. Oh, my God. That was so irritating to you. I'm sure it was for listeners. Some people... What's really interesting like, can is you think of de- another phrase. It depends on the frame of mind that <laughs> when you're listening. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Okay. So <laughs> here is what. Here's the thing, people. So here's what happened. One afternoon, Bear was sitting like a sphinx, like how cats do. They tuck all of their limbs under themselves and they sit like a loaf. And he was sitting like a loaf, very calmly, but he was being very present. He wasn't sleeping, nothing like that. He was just loafing by the sliding door, looking outside. For a long time. Yeah, for a long time. And finally, I was just here thinking, oh, he's just loafing. That's new. But when I looked over, probably after like 45 minutes or so, another cat was out there loafing back to him. (laughs) loafing back it was an orange kitty magic loafing cats (laughs) an orange kitty loafing outside in our 
bark chips in the yard. Mm -hmm. They were just loafing at each other. Very cute. Very cute. They weren't fighting, meowing at each other, nothing. They were just loafing. That's a little unusual in a, in a surprising and good way. Because yes. usually when cats who don't know each other encounter each other, if there's any you'll kind of meowing, engagement, you'll, you'll see scurrying away. You'll see different things. Yeah. I was going to say, right. Oh, but I stopped myself. Okay, see, it's working already. It's working already. Correct. Yes. So I was very excited to see this because I would really love to get Bear a buddy. So when I saw this other cat, I was like, wow, there was no hissing. There was nothing. There might be hope. But what happened is then, I believe it was actually that day, we were on the Nextdoor app and got an alert that someone was missing their cat. And I think this was the cat they were missing. The cat's name is Pizza. So... We tried and, you know, left some food out in case we could have pizza trust us and have pizza come more regularly so that we could then contact the owners. But that hasn't happened. Mm. And we haven't seen pizza um, since. Actually, no, I saw pizza. I saw pizza another time. Just walk through mm. the yard, but it was very quick. Um, Put food out. So pizza. no pizza. Yeah, no pizza. But we've seen mushrooms. Wild mushrooms. Wild mushrooms. Just appear out of thin air. That's what they do. There, it, was, it was a little cr- creepy, Everybody, actually. I well, was like, what is that? Mushrooms. But it's like, one day, they're there, one day they're not there, the next day they're all there. That's the creepy part. They you grow wake, so fast. Yes. You wake up in right? the morning. You and wake up there. in the morning and you see this whole cluster. Cluster of mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Pretty trippy. <laughs> So, of course, Sienna went to the bookshelf and got out our mushroom reference book. We We have one. We have a mushroom (laughs) reference book. It's a field manual from the Audubon Society about identifying mushrooms. Yes. For instances just like this. Yes. Given to us by our good friend, Martin. Martin has... A niece, I think it is, mm-hmm. right? A niece who is a mushroom expert. Yeah. She's an expert forager. And when Martin learned that he, we were moving up to the Pacific Northwest, he gifted us with the mushroom reference book so that we yes. too could become mushroom foragers. We have failed. We have failed. Yeah. Just not brave enough. No, because. To try and. Identify eat. them. Well, and eat a mushroom. Well, because we need to identify them first. And Correctly. just when you think, oh, it looks like this one. You see five others that it looks like. Mm-hmm. And then you're going back and forth and going, this, this. do they have those rounded edges? Do they, ha- do they look like the Smurf house look? Mm-hmm. Or is it a little flatter? Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. And what are those ridges? I don't know. The there's ridges all, underneath. There's incredible terminology are, in the oh mushroom world. God. And did you read the part in the uh, beginning? I told you about it, but I don't know if you read it. 
in the beginning of that book, it mm-hmm. warns you about how tricky it is to properly identify mushroom. So don't eat it unless you absolutely positively know for sure that it won't yeah, kill you. No. Okay. But we can't, we can't do it. Oh my no, God. We're way oh too God. prudent. Okay, wait. What? Wait. There was a movie called Phantom Thread. Do you okay. remember that one? I thought you were going to say Phantom Mushroom. No. No. Phantom Thread. Um, it was a great of. deranged movie. Okay. Just the way I like it. And it was about a couple who, oh, I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> Anyways, mushrooms are involved. Okay. Poisonous mushrooms are involved. People are eating poisonous mushrooms on purpose dun, dun, dun. in this movie phantom thread that received several academy award oh, academy nominations okay. yes that's all i will say about that but that's the mushroom talk for this episode well you know what okay so i mean and seriously people like not just one cluster of mushrooms we had this one cluster and it's just so novel. We left it out there and we're like, wow, look at all those mushrooms. <laughs> and then <laughs> they just kept getting bigger and bigger because I guess they're going to grow. But what we didn't expect is that na- then they brought all their friends. Like then all these other clusters started popping up all over mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we just had to end it. And it felt yeah. wasteful in a way. Just digging, like just killing in case them. you could have eaten them. In case we could have eaten them, <laughs> oh because my it's. God. Ki- I mean, in a way, it's kind of like when you're growing your own food. We oh, just yeah. didn't. We just didn't grow. Th- like we didn't intend to grow these, but if they're there, it was. It was kind of like, wow, maybe we can saute those, but too scary. Right. If we had Martin's niece who could verify for us that these are edible, and if we saw her eat one, good one. <laughs> Then, then we would have eaten them, but we didn't see that. I don't know. I don't know. Better safe. I mean, mushrooms are kind of a weird thing, you know? Well, it's funny to me how some people love mushrooms. Yeah. And some people hate mushrooms. I don't know if there are any mushroom agnostic people. (laughs) Because the people. True. We, in our lives anyway, like we love Love mushrooms. I think they're fantastic. I, I, they're. They add, especially I guess because we're vegetarian, mm-hmm. because they do oh, you kind rely of have on the a meatiness about yeah. them, right? A portobello mushroom sandwich, so good. And yeah. then we have a we ha- and then we have a friend who just cannot handle right. mushrooms. They freak her out. That's you, the Heather. texture. <laughs> that's Heather. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. but but okay, but I have to say, I love mushrooms, but. Seeing them grow out there mm-hmm. was a little creepy. And I could understand a little why someone might not just not like them, but fear them. There's got to be like mushroom phobia. There's got to be. Because they are creepy how they kind of just grow mm-hmm. quickly True. and overtake. Anyways, okay, but. Well, some I heard somebody had a fear of Brussels sprouts when they saw how they grew. On the stalk? Who? A friend? I don't know. I forget. I oh forget. I forget. But when the person discovered and realized, that oh my that's gosh, how they that's grow? how they grow? Oh, oh, no wonder I don't like them. They look creepy. Oh. And I thought that was kind of funny. Probably because they kind of look like spores. Yeah. 
I mean, not not exactly like how spores look, but, but just I know what in you the mean. multitude. The knobbiness. Yes. Yeah. It's just the plentiful, you know, yeah, yeah. round shapes. Right. Knobs yes. of things on a stalk. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is... It's funny, we're so- supposed to be comforting. <laughs> and we're being disgusting. Okay, but you know what I do miss? Foods? That I have not had in so long. This also might disgust some people, but hey, we're on a roll. I don't know. I miss the Campbell's cream of mushroom soup. Don't eat that anymore. So full of dairy and it's full of crap. But <laughs> it was so comforting back then. Can, everyone can had soup. Everyone had that in their cupboard, right? In our growing up day and age, everyone mm. had that because it was an essential. You could eat it by itself. You use it you as could, a topping. You could use it as a gravy. Mm-hmm. You could make it into a casserole. Mm-hmm. You could. It was like a magic soup can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I miss that. All right, too much on mushrooms. Let's move right along <sighs> to the Jedi mind trick. All right, that we're going to teach people. All right, so holidays are coming. Holidays we're are gonna coming. We're going to be seeing probably a lot more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, parties gatherings events mm-hmm. whether it's family whether it's friends whether it's co-workers you also might find yourself traveling to family so therefore being in an airport oh that's right being in an airplane being in a metal tube in the sky yep yep so anyways we thought that it might be a good time to reinforce what's known as the energy protection bubble and i and think we've spoken about this on another podcast Maybe not this year, but in one of our other previous Maybe like podcasts. seven years ago. <laughs> you know, remember that? Maybe. <laughs> That's true. I think we did We did talk about it before. I would not be surprised, but honestly, but anyways, I don't recall. Okay. So we thought it would be a good time to bring this up because it would be most helpful. It's actually a very helpful tool year round, but most especially now when... We're going to be seeing a lot of people in crowds, or if we might even more specifically see people that can tend to trigger us. That's a whole other triggering podcast topic, possibly, and more tools for that. But okay, but today it's simply the energy protection bubble. So what is it? What is it? It's a Jedi mind trick. Kind of. Kind of. That works, especially for empaths. Yes. Or highly sensitive people. Yes. HSP. I didn't even know that, HSP, you know. HSP, highly sensitive people. But you people. apparently know it. You yes. taught me that. Because I am a highly sensitive person, Toast. All right. So the energy protection bubble is basically just what it sounds like. So it <laughs> but, is a bubble <laughs> that you put around <laughs> yourself that helps to protect your energy field. So it's an energetic bubble. That protects and conserves your energy. That's and simply what it is. Just to clarify, we're not talking about something <laughs> that's made of plastic that you blow up. Or that you open in half and you step inside and put the cover back on. Right. And this roll is, around. This is not something that you see with your physical <laughs> eyes. This is an See, I take that for granted that right. people that people just because I think everyone knows knows but this, not but everyone maybe not. Does. Okay. So then See, you know what? Okay, so let's let's take a few steps back. Yeah. So, let's back so, up and start behind this line where we're at. Okay. Yeah. So there 
are highly sensitive people and there are empaths. Okay. 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 So now a person can be both like myself. I consider myself a highly sensitive person and an empath. Okay. So this energy bubble, of course it helps empaths, but it also helps highly sensitive people. Okay. Okay. So now a highly sensitive person is someone who has a very uh, low threshold for external stimulus. So like mm, sensitive lights, to s- sounds, yeah. Um, yeah. all that type of thing. But it doesn't necessarily mean that these people, these highly sensitive people are empathic where they are, where and an empath is more tuned into more of the subtle energies of things around them, okay. which can encompass how the person standing right next to me just the feeling I get from them. Mm-hmm. If they're feeling sad, if they're feeling happy, if they had a good day or a bad day. And just that the stuff you know because you can feel it from them. Okay. It's basically having sensing the having that empathy, right? Mm-hmm. Really tune in tuning into that. So the energy bubble helps both types of people. Okay. Because if you are in a crowded place, that comes There's with a lot, a lot of, of noise, sound, and <laughs> smells, even. Perhaps. But at the same time, it also comes with a lot of the, the energies of yes. the people. Yes. So the energy bubble helps both people, both okay. types of people. Okay. So highly sensitive people are highly sensitive to physical stimuli, and empaths are highly sensitive to energy stimuli or energetic fields. Yes. But anyways, some of the symptoms or things that you might feel to, you know, if you're wondering, well, am I an empath? If you are with people, sometimes, especially a group of people, you can walk away feeling drained. If you are with a, uh, just, if, if certain people, you can just feel that sense of, um, ooh, just, Something's weird with that person. Mm-hmm. Like if you've ever had that in a strong, undeniable way, that's also indicative that you could be an empath. If in a theater, like Toast said, or in a restaurant, you need to have a certain seat to almost shield yourself from all the people that are in there, you're probably an empath. And um, that kind of seat for you happens to be a seat where your, I can, your back is not to other people. I cannot have my back to other people and I cannot be in the center. I can't be on a center table of a restaurant. I need to be on the side, in a corner, in the back. Um, And then in a theater, I need to be on the end seat so that I always have an aisle, a free open aisle on one side of me, normally my right side. So anyways, there's all kinds of things, but So one of the tools that really is part of what would be an empath survival kit, we'll say that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is the energy protection bubble. So basically, like we said, this is an energetic bubble. So you don't see it, anything like that. You don't put it in your purse. You can't see it with your your own uh, human eye, but you can see it with your mind's eye. Let's say that. And it's a bubble that you consciously put around you that is to help shield you 
from outside energies, whether it's other people, whether it's um, just like a busy, like a busy airport, where it's not just people, but there's just a lot going on. You know, it's a crowded um, environment, or there's a lot of electronics too. Um, so it's not oh, just yeah. like it's not Apple just people. Store. Oh God, I hate the Apple Store. I'm sorry, <laughs> I cannot. You go love in Apple, the Apple products, yes, but, but you I hate the hate. Apple Store. Oh, I can't stand that store. Okay, I mean, but I love them so much. I love Apple so much. Okay, but anyways, they need a little empath section. But okay, so. In order to do this, in order to create your own energy protection bubble, basically what you want to do is you want to think of this bubble all around you. So when you think of your auric field, which is this energy that we all radiate that is measurable, certain things can measure it and take a picture of it, just put your arms out to your sides all the way straight out and think of your bubble encompassing that entire radius like you're the Vitruvian so like if man. you're moving your arms up above your head straight to your sides and all the way down touching your legs if you're standing up you want your bubble to be that far and spread out around you on your sides in front of you behind you so it's just this beautiful bubble and then think about certain colors that really bring up a positive emotion for you. So for me, my energy bubble is really golden and sparkly and very bright and shiny and full of light. Could it it could just be clear too. It could be right. it could absolutely be clear. It's whatever you feel more instantly connected to. And a lot of times I like to use color because people tend to have reactions to certain colors. Some people love green. So your bubble could be a really beautiful, effervescent, bright green. Or it could be a more grounding forest green with gold sparkles on it. Um, and you can switch your colors anytime. You can absolutely switch your colors. And we should do another one, another episode on colors. Because certain colors bring up certain types of things for people. So anyways, so... Why this works, okay, so it's like, well, what? So I put this fake bubble and it's going to work. Well, why it works is because, and this is also another podcast, but energy flows where attention goes. This is just fact. Energy flows where attention goes. Energy flows where attention goes. So if you put your intention on creating this bubble around you, you infuse it with a color that absolutely means something to, to you and you have this beautiful emotional response to this color. Now, your energy has gone there and an intention of, okay, I'm creating this bubble in order to protect and conserve my energy, intention also infuses it as well. And that is why this bubble works. And it really absolutely works. So one of the things is that when Toast and I were... Um, gigging full-time, I would often forget, like, <laughs> sort of got, you know, I think part of the thing is we're not short of tools, spiritual tools. None of us. I mean, it's always great to be reminded of them. It's always great to, to get a new one to put in your pocket. But the problem is remembering them, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 
so is to be in that culture that takes these it's a habit not takes it for granted but be in the culture that acknowledges and uh, these tools as part of our everyday life yes yeah very true having that consistent support right, right. so when we were gigging i often forgot to do my energy bubble and when you're gigging you have you go early you uh depending on what kind of gig so for us these were a lot of like restaurant gigs sometimes they were um beautiful weddings uh sometimes they had a sound system there sometimes we brought our own sound system but regardless there is a beginning process before you start your gig so there's all this setup you are talking with people you are getting everything situated then you have your gig where you're now performing and you have a bunch of people around you so there's a bunch of people so there's here's more energy um, if it's a restaurant, then there's clanging, there's all kinds of other types of sensory things happening. But then there's the, there's after your gig or in between your um, sets. sets. And then people, you're talking with people and engaging, you know, oh, where are you from? Oh, this. And you're talking. Um, and then completely after the gig and you are, if you're breaking down your sound system, there's people that want to talk too. And all of that is wonderful because that's part of why you do what you do for the connection. But I would always, if I forgot my energy bubble, I would always have a headache after mm, a gig. And I this was just that. normal for Toast. You know, she was like, okay, I have my headache. You know, to, I mean, Sienna has her headache. So sometimes you'll have a physical symptom like that. Um, and at that point... It's too late to do the energy bubble. Well, no, you can still do the energy bubble, but you are you have a headache in your energy bubble, right? So it might help your headache from getting worse. Um, sometimes with an energetic headache, you can breathe it away, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. takes really a lot of calm, you know, and if we grounding, are... right? Standing yep. on the earth, grounding, standing on the grass. Yeah. But if you are packing up and you're leaving and you're saying goodbye to everybody and you're talking, you know, all this kind of stuff, it's it's a little more challenging. Mm. So anyways, energy bubble. So a quick way to do the bubble. Say if you leave the house, you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot to do my bubble exercise. Just do it. Just think of a bubble around you. Done. Here's your beautiful gold glittery bubble. Done. done. You're done. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's almost like you just uh, flip the switch. Mm-hmm. And flip your awareness that I have a bubble around me, protecting me at all times. Mm -hmm. If you are uh, wanting to cultivate uh, the habit of putting on this bubble in your everyday life, then maybe part of your meditation can include seeing this beautiful bubble around you and really soaking in this wonderful protective light uh, for like about three to five minutes, you know, really soaking that in and allowing the colors to come through sometimes if you haven't chosen a color. Um, But in addition to that, as you are soaking that bubble in, to imagine a beautiful silver white, silvery white thread of light that is coming from up above, through the top of your head, down your spine, down your root chakra area, so like by your sacrum and all the way down to the ground 
all the way. Into the earth. Yeah, imagining it going all the way. So if you're sitting, like I meditate sitting down versus lying down, and I sit on the ground versus sitting in a chair. So that light would would come from up above, from the sky, through the top of my head, all the way down my spine, through my sacral area, and I imagine it going through the carpet I'm sitting on, through the wood of the foundation of my of the house, through then the cement of the foundation, through the earth, uh, through various layers of the earth, all the way. You just imagine that light going all the way to the center, to what you would imagine the center of the earth to be. Okay, so now you are infused with this beautiful light from above and you are grounded below. So it's almost like this beautiful, uh, sort of like a tether in a way, or like, you know, you're Mm -hmm. solid. It's this beautiful thing running through you from up and above and extending from you in this beautiful golden light. So that's what you can, you can do if you have more time and you want to cultivate this practice. Mm -hmm. One added tip for an extra strength bubble is for those times that call for an extra strength bubble is to then imagine on the outside of your bubble mirrors reflecting out and that is to deflect very powerfully any energy around you it's like a disco ball bubble kind of kind of see in that instance my bubble would not be all little it wouldn't be a mosaic of mirrors. I wouldn't do a mosaic either. Mine would but be like a Terminator. Oh, just like mirror. a chrome mirrored bubble. Yeah. Oh, I like that toast. That's good. Thanks. Ooh, Terminator like mirror, bubble. Terminator yeah, mirror bubble. Yeah, I like that. Because then it's not just protection. It's I almost like, that. like a weapon. Yes. Well, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, so with your bubble... Uh, You know, one thing that you can imagine that I do is that as I have this bubble around me, it's really to have the intention that my energy is my own and that I am protected and I'm conserving my energy uh, for myself and my own healing and that I only allow through this bubble, this bubble is only permeable to things that are good, things that are aligned with the best of my being and that's just something else that you can add to your intention with creating this energy bubble. And in closing, I think we should just reassure people that doing this type of work, working with energy, is not, the results are not so contingent on you have to do it perfectly. Oh, and you totally have to, not. You have to imagine your bubble in such a vivid way and yeah. pick the right color and, you know, build that imaginary thread yeah, it's not on you to do it correct or right or good enough. Yeah, all you're doing when you're turning your attention and using not only the logical part of your brain, which is needed in this world, but you're also using the imaginal, imaginary, uh, creative side of your brain and tapping into the subconscious and the collective conscious. What you're doing when you do that is you're simply Aligning yourself with the energy of what's called the divine, with spirit, with what the energy and the forces that already exist there to support you. 
Yes. The energy of the earth. You're you're just simply hooking up to what's already there. You're, so it's so it's not on you to to make it perfect. It's kind of like when you turn on the stove, the the gas from your stove, the gas flame or the electrical coils on your stove are going to heat up the stew that you're cooking. You don't have to focus and make the flame right. hot. Right, right. You just get in alignment and enjoy the process of cooking. Yes, exactly. And so just like Cho said, we really are just remembering and availing ourselves of what already is there, which is that we are connected and hooked up to the divine. But like I said, sometimes we forget or our awareness is not there. And what we said earlier, energy flows where attention goes. So if our awareness is on this protection bubble, then we are remembering that we are protected. So you don't have to follow every single step. All of these really, it's just suggestions. You know, and also, too, another helpful thing for our logical mind to grasp and kind of hook into. Oh, okay, my mind, I'm creating this bubble. Let me put this bubble around me. And it makes it more real and easier to grasp for some people um, versus just, oh, I'm protected. And I know mm. I am protected. Mm-hmm. You know? Our brain, yeah, because especially our like our creative brain, yeah. it works with symbols Images and pictures. And s- yes. Yeah, so that's yes. what the bubble is. It's a symbol to help us hook in to the divine. Yes, absolutely. So truly, you could do what we what I brought up in this podcast. You can do it any way you want, really. It's just remembering that your auric field does truly extend to your arm's length um, and to have that bubble protect around you in that way. You know, if using um, words and just being like, I am protected, I am divinely protected, you can also do that. But for me, I like my golden sparkly bubble. (laughs) I like that. So just some helpful tips to get you all through the holidays with great ease, conserving your energy. There's a lot to do normally during this time of year. So we thought And we're heading would... into it. Yes, we are. Okay. I'm excited. So with that, happy bubbling. Ooh. Bubble, bubble. It's like making chili. That's very Halloween. Make your, yeah, yeah, we passed Halloween. All right, thanks for listening, and we hope this was helpful. We send you off into the rest of your day, our night, and week, and life. Until next time, this is Sienna, and this is Toast, telling you, love life, live free.